Hey guys, so today on this podcast, um, I will be talking about something, but before I start, I want to go ahead and put a potential trigger warning because sometimes talking about the situation or talking about a certain word might trigger you or might make you feel worse than you might already feel right now, so I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning here. Um... I don't want anyone to listen and they don't know what they're walking into, so I don't want them to feel kind of like, oh, well, you kind of triggered me or you kind of made me upset, you know, so, um, that's just the thing I'm going to get in here right now, so, today we're we'll talking about dissociating and what it means to dissociate. I know... Not many people know what it is, and not many people think that they don't have it, but there's a lot of people who actually have it or experience it. And from a person who has it or has experienced it, I know it's really hard, and it's one of the most difficult things to deal with and try to get out of. Um, so I have a few articles and I have a few things. I want to bring up, um, but before I bring in articles and all kinds of things like that, I'll just talk about my first and personal experience with it. So, a few years ago, I had a very traumatic experience happen to me, and I didn't talk about it for a very long time. This occurred about, um, 2014, 2015, around that time. I was really young when it happened and I was still kind of developing and growing up and my mind was still kind of aging so when it happened it kind of just like struck me in a way that most things haven't struck me in a long time. Um, Whenever I experienced it I didn't feel it at first. I I let it happen, I guess, like, not the thing itself, but the way I processed it. I kind of just let the feelings happen, but I didn't identify any of it, and I didn't understand any of it, and I didn't want to understand any of it. (laughs) Um, Basically, I went from 2014-15 all the way to this year in 2020 silent from what happened And I did not tell a single soul what happened for that entire time. The only person who knew what happened was me and my abuser. So, that didn't get very far. Um, I went through high school with it. I tried to maintain a relationship with it. And I tried to have people in my life with it. And it was very, very hard for me because I really struggled through school. I had to go from different schools and I had to have different programs for me to be able to connect with my schooling and get it done. Um, There was a program that I was a part of and it made me able to qualify to graduate a year early so I took that offer and I graduated a year early and I got out of the way and I know looking back that I wish I could have went back and redid school all over again. Now, I know some of you are like, I would never want to go back to school. School is awful. It's terrible. But now that I've seen 
the way I was, now I've seen how things were, I think I could try to redo it and try to fix the things that I did wrong. Because <sighs> not only I was in school, I was being bullied and I was alone and I had a lot of issues going on. So I feel like now that I've learned to be more focused on myself, I can probably get it done better. But <laughs> I am not going back to school anytime soon. So right now I'm just trying to focus on this podcast and things like that but when I graduated high school I had a few months of just collecting myself and kind of just sitting there like okay I just did this I just graduated I didn't think I was gonna make it here I honestly didn't think I was going to be alive still because all through my high school years all through most of my young adult life I've always thought I wasn't going to make it and I always thought that I was just going to kill myself and I wasn't going to be anything and I wasn't going to make it through to be able to be in this life or be able to accomplish these things. So it was a big thing for me and I know some people don't graduate and some people don't really know what to do after they graduate and that was kind of me in that situation. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know where I was going to go. Um, I did apply for some college and I got accepted in a small community college and I went about a semester, <laughs> which for people who are in college, it's not very long, but I tried to do this college thing and my mental state was just so messed up that I couldn't handle it and I couldn't take it. So. I dropped out at the end of the semester and I finished a semester but I didn't come back for the next remaining semesters I had left. Um, I tried to get into the workforce. I've I tried to work and I tried to go place to place, put my application in, go to interviews and there was a few times I had a job offer and I took it but it just wasn't for me. Um, there was one circumstance, and I will not name the company or the person, um, I worked for them about one single day, and I just was in tears, and I was bawling because I could not take it. The way they managed the operation was not appropriate, and I feel like everyone who was working there was kind of whipped into um, submission, and I feel like... It just wasn't an ideal place from my mental state. So I took a few months off from that and um, I also tried again with a job a few months later and this place, it was better, but then again, I'm still not there. So it kind of tells you that eventually it didn't work out. Um, I worked there for about a month and a half or two months or so, I'm not sure. Um, it was retail and I know many people who work in retail understand what I'm going through with this because retail is one of the most intense and most overwhelming things to do as for a job because you have so many tasks that you need to do, you have so many things you need to get accomplished, you only have so much time and there's also the influence from the customers, from the management, from the co-workers, from, you know, just, there's a lot of sensory overload with that job, 
Because there's bright lights, there's loud music, there's people everywhere, there's things all over crowding you. It's just a lot to handle at the time. So, I stayed there for as long as I could, but at the time of it, I just got to the point where I was just fed up with it and I just could not handle it because it was just too much for what they were paying me. They were only paying me $7 an hour and they were making me work 12-hour shifts and they made me do everything. They made me do um, cashier, I had to clean, I had to stock inventory, I had to do a lot of things. And I wasn't qualified for those things because it was technically my first official job because the one before, I only stayed one day. So this was my first long-term job I've ever had. And I had no training, no experience, and they never trained or experienced me. So I was just kind of feeling like, I feel like I deserve better and I feel like I should go somewhere where they will actually train me because I was, like I said, I was there for about two months and I not, I got no training whatsoever. And there were some things that required training that I did not receive. So I left there and after that it was about a couple months from then and I just started just to break down I started to just get so overwhelmed and I just felt so consumed by my depression and my anxiety and I started to realize that the thing that happened years ago that gave me the trauma it actually was trauma now I know people in my life have told me that I'm stressed and I'm that's all I'm just stressed out and I never took it further than that but I realized hey I'm not stressed I've been traumatized in my life <laughs> there's been multiple occurrences in my life with traumatic events and they've all happened younger than age 16 so that's all very important key details in my youth that have made me have trauma and feel the PTSD and that leads to me dissociating. So in May of 2019 I admitted myself into a behavior health unit and I know many people are like the mental health hospital, the mental hospital, the crazy asylum place. I'm like okay I will do a YouTube video and a podcast over my experience soon, but for now, I'm just gonna keep it brief. Um, the hospital was an experience. I will not go any further with that. It's not positive or negative. It was just an experience, and I feel like it's a helpful tool for people who need it. So I was in there for about a week, and it was the longest week I've ever experienced in my life. It felt like forever in there. Time stood still. Um, when I got out, I felt fine for the first couple weeks. I was, I had energy and I was, I actually felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I actually felt a little bit lighter when it came to existing. But here's the thing that kind of messed me up for the future. Um... When I was in there, I never told anyone about my experience. I never told anyone about my trauma and never told anyone about my abuser. And I think that kind of messed me up for who I am today. Because 
they need to know these things. They need to know what you've been through so they can help you and give you the tools you need. But I didn't say anything because like most people who've been through traumatic experiences, I just I just didn't know how to say it or what to say. And I felt like if I said anything, then they wouldn't take me seriously or I'd have to relive that experience. And I know most of the time when I talk about my trauma, I don't want to relive the experience. And that's why I avoid things, which is why I dissociate. So I kind of knew I dissociated a few months back because I've been in this just this phase and this cycle lately where I I just zone out and I kind of I'm basically on airplane mode for most of the time. I'm just kind of just sitting here and I don't feel anything. I'm not experiencing anything. I'm literally just sitting here and it feels like time is still and like nothing's happening and nothing's going anywhere and I feel like I'm having an outer body experience and I know people are like what kind of drugs are you taking and I know it seems crazy and it seems unreal but I also agree to the unreal thing because whenever I'm dissociating it I just I don't feel like anything's real I feel like reality is not a thing and I can't tell what's real and what's not I can't tell is me sitting here right now is this real like am I doing this and I know there's many different ways or like options to interpret reality. Like, is reality even reality? What is reality? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? But besides that, I just didn't feel like the life I'm living was an actual thing. Because I was sitting on the couch the other night with my fiance and I just was looking around and I was like what is going on like I'm sitting here on a couch in my home watching tv like what is this I don't like I looked at my body my hands I was like where am I like what am I doing right now like I just didn't understand what was going on (laughs) like I was just scared I didn't understand what was happening so that being said I honestly just figured maybe it was just my trauma kicking in, my PTSD and stuff, because out of all of the things that I experience with mental illness, the number one thing that bothers me the most or occurs the most is my PTSD. And I feel like people don't understand the full spectrum of PTSD. You can get PTSD from a lot of different things, and it's not just the very intense, very serious trauma. You could also get PTSD from your parents divorcing or a car crash or surgery you can get things from anything you can I don't know it's just it just seems like people only associate PTSD with going to war or something like that and it's that's not true you can get it from many different things that occur in your life and there's different levels and there's different types of PTSD as well so we will talk about that in a different podcast, different video, but for now, I'm going to talk about dissociation, and I have a few articles pulled up, and um, we will go over what it means, different types of dissociation, 
and you can just you know just see what you think about it and it might help you out it might make you feel like you understand and it might give you some headway if you aren't sure what's going on so okay so i looked up what it means to dissociate and from this definition it says dissociation is a mental process of disconnecting from one's thoughts feelings memories or sense of identity the dissociative disorders that need professional treatment include dissociative amnesia dissociative depersonalization disorder and dissociative identity disorder so there's different types different ways of having it um and i know that not always i know it seems like oh it's like kind of like a bad thing to have and it's not it's perfectly okay to feel this way it's honestly normal to do this like i wouldn't expect someone to not do it you know like at least one person in all in everyone's life there's going to be someone who questions reality or their life or their mind wandering so it might seem like i'm trying to criminalize this word or i'm trying to make it seem like it's a scary bad thing but it's not it's just it's a coping mechanism and it's honestly it's a healthy one because there's many other things you could do that could cause unhealthy coping mechanisms like you could self-harm or you can have drug abuse or things like that with dissociation you just sit there and you just question and you think about things and that's not the most unhealthy thing ever um i feel like there's always something that happens to someone and they need a way to cope and there's thousands of coping mechanisms and some of them work to me and some of them don't work i've tried most of them and i've picked out a few that work for me um but that will be a different podcast talk about coping mechanisms um but this is one of the coping mechanisms that people use it's not prescribed it's not suggested by therapists or psychiatrists it's not one that people recommend but it is one that people do on their own and do with their own mind to help them avoid or block out the negative experiences or thoughts so um i am looking at this article and it just talks about the different types of dissociating so i will go over them um there's about um three or four there's one two three four five no there's six six or seven different ones um we'll go over the first one so the first one they list is dissociative amnesia if you have dissociative amnesia you might not remember things that happened to you this may relate to a stressful or traumatic event but it doesn't have to so you might struggle to remember who you are 
what happened to you, how you felt at the time of the trauma, and it's also known as a memory lapse. This means you cannot access the memories at the time, but they are not fully lost. So, um, there's many different things to go with it. Flashbacks, unpleasant thoughts, nightmares, but it's mainly just struggling to remember things. It's mainly just forgetting, which, I mean, amnesia, think of amnesia, um, you just, you know the trauma has happened, you know the the thing has happened, but you just can't think of how did I feel at that time, or where was I, or what happened? Like, you know, you feel that in your body that something has happened to you, but you just can't think or remember what has happened. So, um, sometimes your brain just blocks things out and you forget things, or sometimes you physically block it out yourself, or, um... There's many different ways to deal with trauma, so every person's different, every brain is different, so each person might experience different things. So, the next one is Dissociative Identity Disorder, or DID. Um, if you have DID, you might seem to have two or more different identities called alternate identities. These identities might take control at different times. Um, sometimes you might have trouble remembering things. You basically just have two different sides. You can't have just one. You don't know which one's the right one, which one you really are. Um, they suggest that DID is caused by experiencing severe trauma over a long time in childhood. By experiencing trauma in childhood, you take on different identities and behaviors to protect yourself. As you grow up, these behaviors become more fully formed until it looks like you have different identities, which in fact the different parts of you are identified that don't work properly. So I think that's kind of the one I have. Um, I went through a lot of trauma when I was a kid and I went through a lot of different things growing up and I feel like I never got help for any of those when I was younger. So it just built up time after time after time. And it kind of just made me think, I don't know who I am anymore. Like, who am I? I? I want to please everyone. I want to be loved by everyone. I want everyone to care about me. And so I would switch personalities and I would switch identities according to the person so I could feel, like, accomplished. I could feel completed in life I could feel safe and comfortable with people and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that's just how my brain likes to think sometimes so I think that's the one I experience and you guys can always tell me or comment or you know message me and tell me which one you think you have or which one you experience the most and I would really appreciate that um so there's different other ones. There's other specified dissociative disorder. Um, it doesn't really fit into most dissociative types or symptoms. It's kind of up in the air. Like you experience the things, but you're not very generalized. Like an official thing. Like it's kind of like depression. It's a very generalized symptom or thing that people can put a name to. But you might have 
dissociative properties that aren't like that. You can't put a name to it. You can't think of what it really is. And that's perfectly okay. So, um, there's another one, and it's depersonalization, disrealization disorder. Um, that's a big one, too. Some people just can't figure out who they really are, and they don't know what is reality, what's going on in reality. They can't seem to find themselves. They kind of are just in a body, and they aren't really attached to the body. They can't figure out what's going on, so that's also a big thing. Um, but you can also have different things in different categories. You know, like, you can't just have one big group of things and feel like, okay, that's a part of me. You can have multiple different little tiny things that go on, and you, can, you can't just always, you know, put a name to yourself. You can't always make the thing you, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, you have depression, but the depression is not, does not have you, you know? Like, you can't be like, I have depression, this is who I am, like... You have these things, yes, and they are very, like, vital to you. They are a part of you. You have them every waking moment, every sleeping moment as well. But you can't just put labels on yourself all the time. Like, you have these things, and it's nice to know what you have and your symptoms. It's nice to know there's a name to it. But you have to realize that these things are not you. They are a part of you, and they do not make who you who you are. You are your own body, your own person. They are just things that come with you. And it's hard to think like that sometimes. I know I do with that too. <laughs> There's some days I'm like, I am not Ashley. I am just all depression. I'm all PTSD. It's all that's inside of me. It's all that goes through me, and I know it's hard. Um, but it can be kind of difficult sometimes when you're trying to figure out what's what, who's who, and sometimes you don't even know who you are, and I feel like we need to have more of a openness when it comes to that. I think people need to understand that, um, some days you're not going to know who you are. <laughs> some days you're not going to want to involve yourself in this reality so to say so to speak um and there's some days that you might just want to sit and just stare at the walls and there's some days that you might just want to you know just not connect yourself with the outside world and that's fine there's some days that I don't do that either <laughs> um I'm not saying to isolate yourself all the time but I'm also not saying hey you have to oh you have to always work it to always push yourself and socialize as well there's always an in-between and there's always a balance you can maintain so I feel like some isolation is healthy because you have to learn how to live with yourself you have to learn what does my body need? What do I need? How can I make this a working ideal situation for myself? So, okay. Different things happen to every person. And it might be 
different situations that cause you to dissociate. Um, and like I said before, not everything that happens to you might be very intense or very scary or very significant. Some things are a little bit less significant and they aren't as crazy as other things. So just because someone has trauma does not mean that they are that they they deserve dissociative to like coping things. Does that make sense? Like you could be stressed about something and you could still dissociate. You might not have PTSD, you might not have any severe trauma, but you can still have dissociative symptoms like that. So I don't want to make it seem like you can only dissociate if you have PTSD. That's not true. It's not how that goes. Most people who do have traumatic events do experience this though. So things, you know, like stress, relationship problems, you might not have an ideal work situation, you might have family issues, you might have money issues, um, those also can cause association as well. Those also can make you feel this way. And traumatic events are included as well, but it can happen to most people who experience some kind of stress or some kind of difficult situation that makes them feel this way. So, um, you know, there's different treatments, if you would like to call it that. There's different ways to cope with it besides, you know, just doing the dissociative properties because that also counts as a coping mechanism. But if you want to find treatments or self-care things, I have a list here. Here's what this website recommends. Um, the first one is medication. So medication is up in the air with me. I've tried medications. I've tried different things and they have not worked for me, but there are some people who enjoy taking, taking their medication and people that actually it helps them. So I'm not going to tell you what to do with that situation. If you want to take medication, then feel free. Um, there's different psych psychological treatments. Um, there's like the regular cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. I've done that before in therapy. Um, it's, it's different. Um, it's a lot of emotional work you have to do. It's a lot of emotional strain for someone who might be overwhelmed. Um, so if you're not really into the whole doctor psychological thing, there's also some self-care things. Um, one of them is like keeping a diary. And for the diary, it's not for everyone. You might not have the motivation to do it. But a diary can help you keep and track down different things that happen every day. You can keep a log of your everyday life. Like, I got up and I had breakfast and things like that. Um, 
and it could help you track and keep a log of when you feel these dissociative things happen. So let's say you didn't eat breakfast one day or you didn't eat and then later on you feel like absolute crap and you just start to just have a really bad episode. And you could think, well, I didn't eat that day or I didn't sleep good that day. Maybe that's why I feel this way. Um, But a diary is not made for everyone. It's not a thing everyone can do because I know I've tried multiple times to keep a diary and I just can't do it because I'm not motivated enough. So, Um, but if you're really into calendars or scheduling or things like that, a diary would be ideal for you because it's the same same principle but just with your emotions and your mood um there's lots of different self-care things like relaxation um exercise and diet sleep grounding things like that um now there's a lot of different ways to deal with dissociative and it's just kind of like the things therapists or counselors or psychiatrists tell you like have you are you eating good are you getting exercise are you sleeping are you things like that and I know sometimes it's not very helpful sometimes it's like okay well (laughs) I I'm doing everything you've told me and then it's not working so um each person handles their situation, handles their trauma, their depression, their anxiety, their stress differently. There's not one ideal person or not one ideal image of how to handle it. Every person's different. Every person has different tools, different environments. So the things I listed might not help you, might not help me, but they might help someone else. They might help someone And they might be like, that's a great idea. I'll try that. So I'm not going to say that they work or they don't work because it's all up to you and what you want to do. So that being said, I will probably make a podcast um, tomorrow. It'll be a pretty long one. I will probably do something about the Wiccan practices because I have not done anything Wiccan yet. I've done mostly mental health and I'm going to do a balance of both. So tomorrow I will probably talk about um, just the basic introduction to Wiccan religion and practices. I will talk about deities, full moons, um, special occasions that happen with it. Um, Just the basics of it. I'm not going to go into very long details of each one, but I'm going to explain and give as many notes as I can so whoever wants to get into Wiccan, um, they can listen to it and they can learn about that practice. So, I have made multiple podcast um, profiles and I've made a YouTube and I have a Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Um, I would like for this to get bigger eventually one day, and so I can have people on this podcast with me, and we could talk about different things. Um, 
right now I am taking entries for the advice column and I know some of you may not want to do it or try it because it might be a little crazy or a little hectic um so basically with the advice column um you can contact me through Twitter or my Instagram and you can message me and be like hey I need some advice um it could be relationships job life career ideas art ideas almost anything and everything is okay is open I you can tell me anything or you can tell me as little as you want you're it's up to you I'm not going to judge I'm not going to share your information unless you give me the consent. I'm not going to take your information and share it unless you tell me it's okay. And um, I will keep these anonymous unless you ask me to give you a shout out and give you a mention. Um, but if you don't, I will remain anonymous if you give me the consent. You can tell me um, anything you'd like. It can be a safe space, it can be a vent. And we don't have to share it on here. You can just talk to me and it doesn't have to go on the podcast or the YouTube channel. So, with that being said, um, if you would like to contact me, my Instagram is watercolorjinx. And you can feel free to DM me and talk to me about things. Or you can DM me on Twitter and my Twitter is at alterashleys. And I will put the information below as well. Um, I'm going to upload some YouTube videos soon as well. I would like to um, get some things started. And um, that's about it for today. I have a pretty busy day today. And I wanted to get a podcast in this morning. Um, so whoever's listening or who's ever tuning in i hope you're having a great day and you're trying to get through your day and as many of you know i'm very open when it comes to these things i would love someone to be able to just feel safe and have a safe place to go with this so it's not only just an educational podcast where people can learn things or learn some advice it's also a place people can vent and they can have a time to feel safe so eventually i'd like us to be an outlet for someone um so that being said i will put my information below and if anyone would like to contact me they are f free to do so so it is wednesday august 12th and i hope you're having a great day and i will see you guys later bye